Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And chief linguist and professional sports car driver, Sam. Chief linguist and professional sports car driver. Mate, um, sometimes you just can't put a lid on someone's talents. So chief linguist has been said, but I've seen no evidence of it this well, week. Well, I didn't want to overwhelm everyone. I've right, got two new I job see. titles and I didn't want everyone to be overwhelmed. And if I sound a little bit different today, guys, it's because I went to a football match at the weekend and I might have got a little bit excited. So if my voice is a little bit deeper, he got very usual, excited. I will apologise. He got very excited and the game ended in a draw. So that shows you Sam's level of excitement for things in life. Yeah, well, as Miles sat at home, so, you know, oh, swings yeah. and w- Watching that same game, ironically, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay, um, today... Yes, chief linguist is a job site and professional sports car driver. Uh, well, I'll give you chief linguist because you're the only one that's done any foreign languages on the podcast. Yep, professional sports car driver. Mm, I, well, I suppose how that... how many supercars did you drive this weekend? None. Right. How so, many did I drive? Three. Well, so. the, the the listeners don't know yet, and I was, I was about to say viewers because we've got part of this podcast recording today as well. So if you listen and you want to find us, you can go to the Mars Driven YouTube channel, and hopefully by the time this comes out, I would have uploaded it. I will implore you not to do that. You don't need to put a face <laughs> to the name. It's all good. Just keep listening. Yeah, if you do, though, it should be there. Although I would say the day this podcast comes out, I'm getting married, literally on this day. So if well, I haven't I mean, had time... It all depends how committed you are to the podcast, really, doesn't that, it? That's a fair point, Sam, yeah. That's a I, I feel point. like if it was the other way round, or when it does come to my wedding, yes. and then my uh, my, oh, then, my then two-week honeymoon afterwards, yeah. it'll be a, well, how committed are you? Why haven't you been here? Yeah, I mean, but you can just fly back from the honeymoon. Right, and you can walk back from the church, which is round the corner. Yeah, well, there we go. So you fly back, I'll walk back, everything's sorted. <laughs> um, so it's actually a bit of a Sam... I've got our usual sort of topics written down that I want to cover, but it's a bit of a Sam podcast. So why don't you tell us what you were doing this weekend, Sam? Well, I went to do a supercar driving experience this weekend at... Yeah, where, where did you Where go? was it? Uh, was it Coventry? No, it was in Leicester. Oh, Leicester, What's okay. the place called, though, Miles? Um, we actually looked at this before. We did. Because we, we thought it was uh, Castle Coombe. No, yeah, no, it's not. No, not Castle Coombe. Did I say... Uh, there's a racetrack that's just by East Midlands Airport, which I thought it was. But you told me, no, it wasn't. For some reason, I know I've got a complete blank on what, where it was. What did it begin with, Sam? I can't remember. That's the whole point. <laughs> this is the problem we're going to have. I think we should move on. Right. And then it will come back at some point. It's a successful start to Sam's driving of supercars. He didn't know where he was. Mallory Park. There you go. See, I told you it'd come back to me. Mallory Park circuit. Isn't that a football stadium? No, it's a, definitely a track. Mallory Park. Listeners, if, if Mallory Park rings a bell to you, then um, then get in touch and let me know why. I, I, well, maybe it is. You should be inundated with messages going, yes, it's where you drive cars. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. It's got a lake in the middle of it, so it's not very good for a football pitch. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot. Although, what about water polo? Well, it's not football, though, is it? You said football. Oh, did I? Okay. No, maybe I meant all sports. Oh, okay. Well, that's my fault. Silly. Or maybe it's ice hockey, and in the winter, that freezes over. One of the instructors did say to me about um, the collision damage waiver that obviously you can sign when you go to these places. He said, have you have you, have you paid that? I said, yeah, of course. He said, oh, good, right. Well, let's try and stay on the track. I said, well, that is my intention. And he did say, I have ended up in the lake before. Really? Yes. And the lake is on the inside of a, 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 a set, like a, it's a curve that goes around a full semicircle. In the lake? Okay. So someone's, someone's gone on the inside of the corner into a lake, Funny. which is impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah it is impressive. <laughs> I mean, he could have been lying, but I don't think he was. 
Well, I had it when I went for one of these. I had the guy telling me about how he'd spun off and done all these things. And I was thinking, do you just tell everyone that gets in the car, oh, there was an accident yesterday to try and sort of... To sort of scare them into yeah, it. Yeah, dampen their... Yeah, potentially. The funny thing is with these di- these uh, damage collision waivers that you sign, I think it was about 50 quid on yeah, top. Yeah, it was 50 quid when I did one as well. It was... And the way they say it to you is, well, it's 50 quid, but then if you do crash, it's usually at least five grand. It could be more. It could be 10, 15, 50. But the way I found that I didn't think there was at any point that I was going to lose control and crash the car. No. That's so you could, it. I suppose, you, I guess it's the same as car insurance, isn't it? It's very rare that you actually have a car accident, but you do pay for your car insurance. You, you get yourself covered. But when you, when, well, when you use it, that's the day where it was completely worth it. Every last penny. But oh, yeah. That, if, if I'd binned a car into a wall. Then you'd have said about 50 quid. Was yeah, really the, good, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same when I, when I used to do rental cars when I was in uh, Australia. And it was the same thing. If my manager would always push, look, anyone who's not from Australia or from certainly from a country, you know, if Brits turned up, then it wasn't so bad because they're used to driving. On that side of the road. Yeah. 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 But. For, for quite a lot of people that come there, they're not used to, like, this is the first country they've ever been to in their life, where they're on that side of the road. And so he he was South African. So again, they drive on the same side of the road as us. Oh, okay. So he wasn't so concerned if they were South African, British, you know, whatever. Of all the countries, India, whatever, but, but drive on the same side as us. Yeah. But you do get a lot um, that don't. So he was sort of very big on, yeah, get them to sign the waiver, because otherwise we've got to fill out a load of paperwork. He didn't care so much about the cost. It was the paperwork we would have to do, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, Sam, I'm hijacking your podcast here. No, I don't know where you want to start. What would you like to talk about? Let's talk about the, well, what was the first car that you took out? Would you like to, I kind of did it the wrong way around. So the the, the way they give you the list, so you book the cars, they give you a list and it's sort of on a timetable. So it was three o'clock, half three and four o'clock were my sort of time slots for it, if you like. Yep. Obviously they say it depends on the queues and stuff and. They sort of slot people around everywhere. I will say that if you do... So basically, we booked it through a... Uh, my fiancé got me. It was a buyer gift. You know the buyer gift box I, I things? I had the that you exact yeah. same thing. So it was one of those. Um, we spent a long time looking for one that was at a circuit because I didn't want to do what you ended up doing once, I think, where you did it on a runway and you sort of slalom just between some cones. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm just realising. So we've, we've done the same type of thing. But the reason I didn't do what you did is because I'm pretty sure they put a height restriction and they wouldn't let me book. Okay, well, I was gonna, I'll, I'll come on to the yeah, okay, stuff in a minute. Okay, yeah. um, I will say with these things, though, I mean, obviously I haven't asked her how much she paid for the original gift. It wasn't cheap, I don't think. It, no, was, a th- it was a 30th birthday present, so we're, yeah. we're three years late on this. But Yeah. Um, the, oh, yeah, you the, the additional gonna, was stuff. This, was this because of COVID? Did you yeah, get this for your 30th? Yeah, it kept getting pushed back, yeah. Wow, okay. But the additional stuff that you have to buy, so there was the collision damage waiver, that's not included, so that's £50. Yep. If you want to upgrade any of the cars, which I yes. did, that's another £20. If you want to do a demo lap, which I'm going to call, that's going to be my first point, the demo lap, £30. Ooh. And then a pass- uh, if we wanted to pay for her to do a passenger lap, a high-speed passenger lap, that was an extra £20. So it was over £100 of extras on top of the expensive gift that was bought. But I think people just need to be aware of that yeah, because if definitely. you haven't done it before, you might buy it and think, well, it says in this I get, I get uh, five laps in each car and a high-speed passenger lap for myself. That's it. I've, it's been paid for. That's the sort of... It's done. Yep. Um, now, when I turned... The, when we were on the phone to the chap, he did say that the... he made, Well, he didn't say directly. He made it seem like the, um, the sighting laps were going to be done in one of the cars. 
as in yeah, I would be sense. I would be driving around in one of the cars. You made it sound as if I'd do an extra lap in each car as like a sight a sighter lap, which is what you'd think. So we had a laugh when we got there because there were two Kia Seeds going around the track, and I was like, "Oh, who's driving a Kia Seed <laughs> yeah. around who's these tracks to come here and well, drive a Kia? <laughs> have yeah, they okay. got lost on the way to the yeah. car park?" But it turns out that that's what they do the sighter laps in. But not only that, someone's driving you. Oh. So I paid 30 quid or 30 odd quid or whatever it was to be driven around in a, to Kia. Be driven around in a Kia. That's not the to best be fair, deal. The bloke, the bloke was lovely. Oh, I'm sure. And there were two blokes. One of them really obviously couldn't be bothered. Yeah. And it was sort of throwing people in and out of the car as quickly as possible. The guy I went with, who I made sure I went with, was spending a lot of time and he was saying, look, you know, you come into this corner here. And then when you reach this cone, you sort of slowly start drifting out towards the outside of the corner. Don't be afraid to chuck it in here. This is where you put the power on and stuff. And he was very knowledgeable and a very nice guy. And at the end, he said, oh, I hope you really enjoy your day, etc., etc." What he wasn't worth was £30. I was going to say, did you pay just £30 to speak to someone who was nice? Yeah. Because to be honest, you can rent a friend for cheaper. Yeah. I've considered doing it many times. Yeah. Because at the moment, well, you're I'm not stuck get, with you. I was going to say, you're <laughs> not going to get anything nice from your friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was that done. Um, and then I don't know how you want to go about the cars. Do you want to guess? Do you want me to just let, tell yeah, let you? Let me guess. No, let me guess because I kn- I know one car, but I don't know the other ones. So I think you know the upgraded car from memory. What's okay. the What's the car you know? Well, I know you've gone out in a Kia Seed. Okay, well that's yeah. yeah. That that was what I upgraded. So, so there, there's the start. <laughs> yeah, it was a Kia Picanto to begin with. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin V12. Okay, uh, you don't know. There's a DB9 car. with a V. Well, they're all V12, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that, that that was that was what. I was hoping would be the first car. Was that, that ended up being the last car? Okay, and gearbox in that was it the sequential uh, paddles? It was paddles. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was your last car. So you're asking yeah. to guess the first car. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, we can work backwards if you want, because you've guessed that one, so I can tell you about that one if you want. Yeah, let's 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 do that. Because um, it, I can provide so, a good guess. <laughs> yeah, very well done. Um, with these cars, I think we all would expect going into it they're not going to be showroom quality no obviously they spend, I mean, their days getting... they spend their days getting absolutely rallied round tracks yes but i would expect them to be in a reasonably roadworthy condition i think yeah. is that fair yeah or am i was i if i'm expecting too much then please i've you're, not done it before you have you're coming at this exactly the same way i did the first time i did this because i expect them to be a bit knackered yeah well used. but not so the only the problem i had with the aston was every time i would turn into a corner you would hear a clunk, clunk, clunk oh, from, wow. from the suspension and the steering arms. Yeah, that's not... Especially that, that, when It you're... was broken. Yeah. And the other Aston they had there, so they had two. They had two of each car, pretty much. The other Aston broke and had to go to the, the garage. What sort of speeds were you doing when, you're, when you so, realise that clunking noise? Is that any speed? Or uh, is that... Well, it was braking and turning, because obviously you're only really oh, braking that, when the... you're turning. So, <laughs> that's so, all right, then. Yeah, <laughs> just when you're moving the car away from yeah. the trees and slowing it down <laughs> so you don't hit the trees, which, you know, they're not important parts of the journey. No. The... <laughs> I say it's annoying that I did it that way around because my fiance said, because she was sat at the end of the straight where you come into a chicane. So you either enter the pits or you take a chicane and carry on round okay. the little circuit. Yeah. She said that was the fastest I'd gone. But yeah, wasn't, well, I suppose you'd, you'd got other laps in beforehand. Yeah, but so probably wasn't the yeah. quickest car, maybe. I mean, the yeah. thing with Aston is it's... I'm speaking like I'm a professional now. <laughs> like I'm Too right, Sam. extremely knowledgeable. Is, is but I feel like I do have a bit of knowledge about it now. Well, and you've actually driven an Aston Martin before, so you had a bit of comparison. Yeah. And and it was a DB9. It was a DBS. Oh well, there we go. Then. So this was, <laughs> but, a step but down. only at like 15 mile an hour. Well, there, yeah, but it's still a step down. <laughs> um, 
the power delivery in Aston is just extremely different. Now, it's, it's a much heavier car than the other two that I yeah. drove, but it weighs just over two tons, but it feels like it weighs over two tons when you're accelerating. Do so the it, it's, almost like it, it's almost like it punches you in the back. Do the DB9s really weigh two tons? That's what the chap told me, and it did feel like it did as well. Ooh, okay, you carry on. I'm going to check but, that. So I fit in the Aston Martin, which was nice. Yep. Only just, and I had to have the seat quite far back, because it's sort of one of those seats that goes down as it goes back. Yeah. So the further, further forward you come, the higher up you're going to get. I really liked it. I didn't really spend too much time paying attention to the interior, if I'm honest, which is Seven, a bit of an oversight. 1,790 kilos. Okay, so, so he was right. Well, with us, yeah, with us both in it, I suppose you were nearly... Well, you were, you with know, two people in it. And, yeah, but I mean, you could do it with every car. Yeah, of course. Well, like with okay, so it's around two tonnes. With people in it. But um, it just it makes it sound Really very smooth delivery of power. Yeah, it was V12, so... Um, you could definitely see why it's a Grand Tourer. How did you get on with the gearbox? Because a lot of people listening have heard a lot of people talk about manual versus the sequential. And everyone always saying, well, the manual is the one to go for. But so few of them are manuals because when these cars were new, very few of the buyers, they went for the sequential because that was the new thing to have. I found it fine. Yeah. It wasn't a problem. Didn't skip a beat. And it is a Grand Tour, isn't it? So actually. Yeah. And you... I wasn't Grand Touring in it. No, you, yeah, well, you were track driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, the main oversight for me on the day was I didn't look at the speedo at any point. Okay. Because I was too busy focusing on not crashing these very expensive cars yep. <laughs> into a corner. Yep. I was focusing on the braking points and, and checking I was in the right gears. As yep. the chap said, go up, go down. Makes sense. Basically, what they'd do is they'd say to you, right up a gear, down a gear, take down another gear as you get to the corner. So you're in the right gear. Um, when I got to the end of the Aston, actually, to be fair, he'd stop telling me what to do because he'd see that I'd got it. Just, just to take a step back a second, what was the track like that you were on? Okay, so you come out the pits at the end of the main straight. You yep. take that long semicircle right turn. Imagine yep. if you've got an, an oval track. You take the long top oval. You get to the end of the oval, but you don't complete the oval. You sort of bear out to the left, so you straighten it out a little bit, and they've made a chicane there. Yeah. Uh, you go through the chicane, then there's a slight right kink onto the back straight which is a few hundred metres long, maybe four or five hundred metres. You go down that, and then you heavily break into a left-hand chicane. Seems yeah. silly to say left-hand chicane, but you know what I mean. And then you go into another bank, uh, not the bank, sorry, another semicircle corner onto the main straight down the pit lane. Yeah, okay. But you don't go down the pit lane, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then halfway down that straight, they'd put in a little chicane with cones. Okay. So, so you, you had enough as a beginner... To challenge, to you, challenge to you, and enough you. if you if you're used to it, you've done it before, you could probably have a bit more fun. You're in a safe enough environment, you can really sort of push the cars a little bit. What would you say the distance was of the actual? Track uh, well, I did five up? laps, and it was six miles. Okay, so it's just so, over a mile. A lap. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's not it wasn't bad. I thought it was. I really enjoyed it. I had a great smile on my face, even though the cars were two of the two out of the three. We'll come on to the other one when you've guessed it. Just two out of the three were broken. Okay. Um, just to just because we didn't actually clarify off at the start, we know it's a DB9. Yep. Rough age. I don't know because they. Didn't oh, you have... showed me a picture of it because that's why I knew it was a DB9. Yeah. It was a, it was a 09 onwards. I know that because okay. of the, the face oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know anything about the mileage or the spec? I or don't. Like? No. What, what color was it? Black. With what interior? Uh, I'm challenging him now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I I want to say it was light. Yeah, they do do like a yeah a lightish. I think it was lightish. Yeah. Okay. 
Just so all, people all can the visualise it. Yeah, all the things I should have taken note of, I didn't. I was say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you sort of just get caught up in the moment, don't you? Yeah, you of just course. go with it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the Aston. I probably had the most fun in that out of the three. But is that was that because that was the last one you drove? I think so. so. I think I was just I really relaxed into it. You at feel that point. more comfortable. And not, this else. is why I wanted to go the other way because you'll see when you guess the cars why yeah. it would have been more fun to yes. go the other way. Did did they pick them for you then? Because when I did this, it was like whatever's available as you wait. Well, it should have been Aston. The one that was in the middle was the middle, yeah. and the end one should have been the end one. But, like, but because the sighting lap took a bit longer because there was a queue. Yeah. They just put me in what was available, yeah, which okay. meant that the order was reversed. Yeah, so it's the same sort of situation I was in where they just sort of, you tell them what you're waiting on. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be, say, two or three. Yeah, they give you a slip of paper. And, and then, then they'll, yeah. whichever one comes in first, if you're the next on that car, so you don't go the order you may have, may prefer to go in. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Okay. So that was the Aston. Very good. And if we're giving it a, a oh, sound oh, we can score. give it a SAM score now. Steering, acceleration. Oh, sorry. Well, the steering was Specification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specification. Well, for this, let's go steering. Specifications not no, going to be really. Maneuverability covers your M. It covers your oh, okay. uh, steering. So for specification, it wasn't the best equipped car I've ever seen. If I'm honest, no, that's fine. I I, I got I, a would... I had a brief look while I was uh, driving out to the track in it at the interior, and I wasn't massively blown away by it. I imagine these places buy these used oh, be, yeah. and like the cheap one they can find. Yeah, they'll be they, base spec. They know they're they? gonna. But... Uh, well, yeah, anything that's got special stuff on it, they will just avoid because yeah. why would they pay more? But wasn't overly enamoured with that. So what's the next one? So that's steering acceleration. You said it was smooth. Very, yeah, very good. Would you would you put it in? Of I all mean, the things... he 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 would tell me to change up at about four thousand. Okay. I yeah. managed to push it to five and a half. Yeah. Just to get a bit of a sound. <laughs> of I don't it. actually know where they red line. It's a V12, um, so I can't imagine it's too much further than six and a half. But but yeah, I'd 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 give it a good solid score for that maneuverability. The steering was broken, but I could <laughs> but I could throw it around quite well. I'd give the Aston probably a nine. Okay, then, but the fact... I, I'd be tempted to push it to a nine and a half if it had a slightly more wow interior. Which, if you bought one, you'd get one with a better you'd, interior. You'd want, yeah. So I think it's probably fair to say, and maybe a 9.5. I just it's wonder, not that car's fault that it's yeah, been bought in base spec. That's what I wonder. If it had been all put together really well, and you'd driven a nice one. And it wasn't broken. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, well, go, go with a 9.5 then with that one. And this is a car you wanted to drive for. I mean, I know you've driven that DBS. Yeah, but, but it didn't really you, count. But yeah, this is a car you wanted to drive for quite a while. So on I to can the next give you one. a clue with the next one if you want. No, no, I'll... No, but I can give you a clue. Not in anything about the car, but to do with me personally. And that okay, and that. go on then. So the next car is a car, the first car that I ever really loved oh. as a child. So this is why I picked it. Was it, might it a be... Zonda C12, Sam? No, I don't like Zondas. <laughs> oh, is it a Koenigsegg? Yeah, they had one just out yeah. the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, car you really liked. What's... And I have told you, and to be fair, I've sent you the pictures, so you do know. Although oh. I, said, I sent you all the pictures of the cars that Cat took pictures of that day, so... And uh, do you know what? I deliberately didn't look at them because I wanted to save them oh, okay. for the podcast. So I thought, oh, well, I'll watch them afterwards. Oh, but okay. I know what car it is now because you did actually mention it on the yeah. last podcast. It's a Porsche 911 and a 996, was I it? I think so, yeah. What Again, of, well, I give didn't us a year roughly much. that you thought it was. And then it, was it was definitely newer than the other things that I drive. Oh, okay. It wasn't a 996 yeah. then. Oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry, no, it definitely wasn't a 996. It didn't have the 996 headlights. It was definitely newer. No, so it could be a 997, which would look... It, I wouldn't say it's a face. I can get a picture off of it now, to be fair, while yeah. we're talking. 
um, um, if you can feel the 997 did from 2006 I think 2005 2006 all the way up until about 2000 I haven't got a picture of the front but that's the bet probably the, that's the first picture I came to of it oh, let's have a look um, oh, it's so, a 991 by the looks of it. Let's just get a zoom in here. God, it's a convertible. God, you look very snazzy in this, mate, with your sunglasses on. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was really glad I took the sunglasses because it was really sunny. Yeah, I bet it was. And it reflected and off the time. And horrifically right? hot. Yeah, so it's a 911 and it's a 991 okay, model, which is like the 13 to, ooh, testing me, 13 to, so let's say, about 18. Okay, so that was the middle car I drove. No, it wouldn't be to 18. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 13 to 20, something like that. That was the middle car. Okay, that's a convertible. That looks like a base Carrera, which would have been well, rear-wheel drive. No, no, it was labelled as a 911 Turbo. By was them. it? By them. That was okay. labelled as a Turbo. And I, I looked at it, and yeah. they had an older one as well, which I think was a 996, potentially. And they said, yeah, so we've got the two 911 Turbos. And I said, in my head, I was like, have you? Because neither of those look like Turbos to me. It's interesting, yeah, because if that's a 911 That's the turbo, one I upgraded as well, so I'm not overly happy about that. Oh, wow, okay. Um yeah, that's not a 911 Turbo, I don't think. I no, mean, it's not. Not unless they have changed considerable amounts Everything. of bodywork. And it says Turbo inside it as well, I believe, doesn't it, if you've got a Turbo? Ooh. I'm sure it says it's somewhere in the interior. Testing me now, Sam. Well, let's, let's put it this way. When you accelerated... It wasn't it... a Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick, but it wasn't a Turbo. Yeah. They put a Turbo badge on the back boot lid. Oh, no, that wasn't there, obviously. Been oh, doing right. badge, so, doesn't it? Oh, right, has it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, I, actually, I just... do you know what? We did actually send a complaint email because there was a lot of things that happened on the day that we complained about, and I didn't actually think of that at the time, and I will add that in yeah, and resend them an email. These things, so I think I've touched on it before, that years ago, there's certainly uh, on the Miles Driven website, which is milesdriven.com, there is an article about the C63 AMG. I want to give you the chassis code, but I cannot remember it. I, in my head, oh, no, I'm not going to get it. But it's the one that had the 6.2 V8 naturally aspirated engine. And there's an article written there about uh, when I took one out at Mercedes. And the experience, I know it's Mercedes, but Mercedes were less expensive than these places with the insurance full, fully covering you and a much, much better experience. So if you are looking to buy a gift for someone similar to this, I would actually say Mercedes World, it's um, just off the M25, sort of south west London. Okay. Um, that would actually be my recommendation because they do these things that really just seem a bit scammy. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't need, like most people turning up to this, if you said you're going to drive a Porsche, that's enough for them. Yeah. And, and it was for me. And the people fair. that know the difference will care that you're lying to them. Yeah, like they'll know. Like if if someone's into cars enough to know it's a Carrera and a Turbo and a Targa and all these sorts of things, they will know that the one that you've put a badge on isn't a Turbo. Yeah, and you, it's, you know what? It's weird because on the day I, I remember thinking to myself that these aren't Turbos. Like I know they're not Turbos. For a start, the one, the other one, should definitely have had the um, you know, over the rear arch. They've got the slat, the slits mm. in the side. Definitely should have had those on that age, and it didn't. Yeah, well, you think. So it, I was like, well, so, that's definitely not a that's turbo. What I'm saying, but I thought, oh, maybe the one I'm driving is. Yeah. And then I walked over to it and I was like, then I was like, yeah, so here we are. I've got the 911 turbo for you that you can be driving. And I was like, every, so many people since I've got here have told me this is a 911 turbo that I'm now doubting myself because that I can't recognize it. a turbo. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, maybe this is then. It must just be a turbo and I'm yeah. just an idiot. But yeah. it turns out I'm not an idiot. No, that's, that's definitely not a turbo model. Definitely not. And to be fair, you. 
the the changes that are on a 991 for a turbo because the newer ones the 992 generation uh, they're all turbocharged yeah yeah if you even a base carrera is a turbocharged engine so but the turbo is 700 horsepower monster you know it's a completely different kettle of fish and it looks very different yeah it does so yeah. to just put a like you this isn't the difference between i don't know i'm trying to think people do this with bmws they put m badges but you don't really get away with it with them either but it's there's certain cars maybe with a badge enough people don't know about it you could possibly get away with it put a n badge on a hyundai i30 that's got the big wheels and some of the n kit or you could put a vxr badge on a on an SRI on a, with some VXR wheels. Or yeah, something. or an Astra, an old Astra. That's what I'm thinking. But without the, the middle exhaust, but you've put an exterior pack on it. Yeah, just or enough something that, like that, that someone well, might... Got, and you've got the 2-litre turbo engine because yeah. you get the 2-litre the turbo And then at SRI, least if someone says, you? no, it isn't, you open the bonnet and say, well, there's the engine. And, and yeah. If someone's not confident with cars enough, they won't question it too far. But when you're doing track days, the people who are coming here either are really enthusiastic about just driving something fast because they'll never get the chance to own it like most people. Yeah. And they just want to have fun. And you don't need to lie to them. They don't need to like they don't need to have it upgraded. If you tell them you're gonna go out in a Porsche Carrera, they're like, wow. Yeah. Versus you're gonna go out in a line limb turbo. Still wow. You know. But the, the fact is that we'd paid for the upgrade. Yeah, and I don't really So know. you're getting my anger now because I'm yeah. I'm just being <laughs> vindicated just that I am right. Yeah. yeah. Um and they tried to up, they, they just quickly they did try to upgrade us again on the day. So to a what, GT3. No, so what? <laughs> GT3 RS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what they said was, "Oh, we have got here today." You know, playing that sort of game. Oh yeah. And to be fair, they had a couple of cars that weren't on the list originally. They had a McLaren something. You know, McLaren. Yeah, it's it, it's be a one McLaren. Of the many numbers after it. And yeah. they did have an Aventador. Ooh. That but thing would have been an absolute. The Aventador, fifty quid extra to upgrade to when you've already paid who knows how many hundreds already. I'm it's pretty like, sure. That these gift things are about 150 to 200 pounds yeah. for the box thing. So you if you're 300, if you're nearly 350, 400 pound in, yeah, it's... at that point you're not chucking an extra 50 quid on on the day. No, well, I mean, you might. Thing... Some people might, but but you've paid a lot of. I know, I know the argument on their side, and I will give it. I will give them the fair side that at least they offer this. Yeah, of course. And it's very expensive to run supercars. You've got a load of different people who are only interested in driving them as quickly as they can. Yeah. And so the maintenance bills and everything else are very expensive. However, there's a right way of doing that, which is be honest about it. You know, it, when I got in, uh, I, I told you this story. Yeah, you went to do, you, you did the Fast and Furious one, I think, is what you're going to go That's with the one, one I picked, you? and I was in an R34. And yeah. I knew immediately it was a GTT, which is rear-wheel drive. Yeah. Questioned them. They were kind of like, no, I think it's GTR, I think it's GTR guy who sat in the car with me who was again a lovely guy and yeah. wanted to be a little bit more honest was like well i don't know the difference like, is it rear wheel drive or all wheel drive oh it's definitely rear wheel drive because it's i've seen it spin right that answers my question yeah exactly so you've kitted it up and you've you've charged a lot you know there was there was an upgrade to drive that well, of course one, there is as opposed to driving some of the other sort of fast and furious cars that they had there so you, you don't need to scam people at the end of the day if you're just honest that Who's going to be disappointed? The real enthusiast who knows the difference is going to be disappointed because they'll know. Yeah. The people who don't care either way won't be disappointed because they don't know the difference. Yeah. And I just wanted to drive a Porsche since the age yeah, of 10. Yeah, exactly. So, so I was just happy to be there. If they just said and... it's a Carrera, at least you could be honest. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I know I've driven a Carrera. If someone turned around to you next week and said, oh, I've got a 911 Turbo, do you want to have a go? You'd be like, well, I've driven one of those. So, yeah, I'm still excited to do it, but I've already driven one. You'd have the shock of your life. Yeah, when I put my foot down and end up 
down the road. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, we got way off the point. So, so Carrera. Interestingly, yeah. again, auto uh, paddles on the steering wheel, which will be a double clutch gearbox. So interestingly, with Porsche, so they have obviously you've got a pedal a paddle on each side. Yeah. But it's on the steering wheel as opposed yes. to behind it. Yeah. And both of them do forwards uh, up and down. Oh, okay. So yes. you push it, you push Sorry. them forwards to go up again. Yeah. And you pull it towards you to go down. Yeah. So because Porsche like to be different is how the instructor explained it. To be fair, this instructor was very good. Yeah, yeah. The instructor with the Aston Martin, it was the end of the day. He clearly couldn't be bothered. Yeah. This chap was really good. And this chap probably helped me with the Aston Martin because he sort of spent a bit more time as we were going around explaining things to me. Okay. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. It was in a reasonable condition. Nothing was broken. Nothing creaked. And was just, I mean, if you've just seen the picture, it looks like it's, it's, it's a reasonable, yeah. it, it was in reasonable condition. It's a newer car as well. And yeah. as anyone who listens to this, who's been in a Porsche, owned a Porsche, driven a Porsche will know, the reason Porsche have this reputation for the sports car of every man is because they just last. They're very, very well put together. Yeah, it was. So they, they could take this sort of uh, abuse and still come out the other end of it looking reasonable. And Aston Martin isn't designed for that sort of abuse. It's just... Unless it's no, James Bond, yeah. then you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really enjoyable. Um, not too much to say on it, to be honest. It had a good, a good bit of grunt to it. Sounded nice as you put your foot down on the straight. Well, did it feel as, as fast as the turbocharged engine that it claimed to have had? No, weirdly not. No, shocking. <laughs> did, it, did it handle well compared to the Aston? Yes, the it Aston did, yeah. is more of a Tora. Yeah, the Aston had a bit more roll about it. Yeah, which you'd expect. Not much, yeah. but it still had a bit of roll. The Porsche was probably... Probably the best through the corners, which will shock you when you find out what the last car was. Well, the first car. And we should be backwards. Were you comfortable in both cars? I was much more comfortable in the Porsche. There was much more room in the Porsche. So I had actual headroom. I was going to say, because for listeners who are actually interested and possibly thinking, maybe they're thinking used or whatever else, they might be interested to know what what they like to be in for different sizes. The, the Porsche, there. out of the two, you'd buy the Porsche as an everyday car. Yeah, which, which is, is weird to say with an Aston because you think, well, you should be able to drive that every day, but you could, and it's probably better for longer journeys because you can just sit, you can put something on the radio, and you can just cruise. Okay, but yeah. you could do that in the Porsche, and the Porsche would be a better everyday car and probably a little bit more fun when you wanted it to be. Okay, yeah, that would be fair. my review for that. But also, could I mean, were you really snug in the Aston? Could you be much taller? Um, yeah, probably. Could you be much bigger, wider? Mm, a little bit, but not massively. So Sam, I, sort of you, I don't know, what would you class yourself, Sam, as an average build bloke? Yeah, probably, yeah. Six foot two, so yeah. you know, if, if someone's listening who is sort of trying to gauge it, there's your... There's oh, your go to YouTube and you'll see. Yeah, well, exactly that. You, well, the problem for you is that you're slightly closer to the camera. So I look massive, is what you're saying. <laughs> you probably look a lot larger than that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll find out. I feel like I need to downgrade the Aston to a 9, because I'm going to give the Porsche a 9.5. Okay. Uh, well, we can. why don't you allow the increments to be 0.25s? Because we don't usually okay, allow As that. Aston 9.25. Yeah. Porsche 9.5. Yeah. Anyone who knows our scoring system will know we, we only ever do halves or whole numbers. We don't. Yeah. But just for this one, we'll, we'll allow sort of a, a 0.25 just to differentiate. So that was your second car. Yeah, so, we're so your we're, first car. The first car, which should have been the last car, so should have been the best one, if you like. So I don't know. I genuinely no, I don't, you don't know. You haven't well, I, mentioned... I, I had told you, but I don't think you can remember. Obviously, you can't, because otherwise you'd no. tell me. Well, you, you ha I don't think you mentioned it on the podcast, and I didn't see a picture of this car. But you, if... Oh, you haven't seen it. I definitely sent you it. You said, oh, you sent it, but I say, 
so that we could play this game genuinely yeah, yeah. without me going, oh, I don't know, and then just guessing it right. Yeah. Um, oh, go on. Uh, Do you want a clue again? No, no, I think if it was me and I was doing this, and from the cars you said, I would guess there would be either a Lamborghini, well, you said there's a Lamborghini, or a Ferrari there. Yeah. So you said the Lamborghini you didn't go in, so I'm going to go a Ferrari. Correct. Ooh. But I have no idea. It could be. Could have upgraded. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a clue to help you guess. On the day, there was an option to upgrade the Ferrari. Okay. So did you go? Was it like I an didn't, older I one didn't and a newer one? It. Or? Uh, it was an older one and a newer one, but different models. And was. Okay. And were the, were, you know how Ferraris but were. I think, entry and then... I think it was a replacement for that. I think. But you might correct me. See, the problem with these sort of places, I'm trying to wonder what sort of Ferrari they have now because a lot of them actually. Have quite valuable well they had three of this ferrari that i drove and one of the upgrade one of the ones upgrade. i can tell you what the upgrade was if you want yeah, go on, might make the upgraded it a bit... one was the upgrade was a 458 Ooh, that would have been quite nice to go out in actually it would have and in hindsight i probably would have picked it although it did sound like the exhaust could fall off at any second Brilliant. i have to say as a quick caveat none of these cars are in good condition no i wouldn't describe any of that apart from the porsche that one porsche because the other porsche was absolutely shagged yeah i wouldn't describe any of these cars as in good condition yeah okay which i would fair. say poor to fair um would be, be the best one i suppose the difficulty oh, it's a 458 i don't know i mean i'm gonna guess was it a um was it a paddle shifter was it shifters on the on the steering wheel on the steering wheel so it's probably not a 360 so i'm gonna go 430 because that would be the natural yeah it was in red uh, ironically, they had three. One was white, one was grey, one was red. The one that I ended up in was red. Well, I'm doing really well here. Yeah. <laughs> Considering so, that, you know, I can put a hand on heart and say I genuinely didn't... Uh... No, you didn't. This was by far the worst car that I drove. Was it red with a cream interior? Uh, yes. With, a, with all the details? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Didn't have any headroom at all. As in, as in my head... Yeah. I'll, I'll demonstrate it to you now and I'll try and describe it to the listener. If you were to just put your hand on your head, well, I can describe it quite easily. If you, put to ha if you were to put your hand on your head, just rest it there. Yeah. And then slightly apply a bit of pressure. Yeah. Not lots, just slightly apply a little bit. That's the headroom I had. Oh, I'd have no chance. You would, no, you wouldn't have got in the car. But they were all convertible, so you could have just taken the roof down. I don't know why they didn't. How weird. One oh, of them had a was a cheaper. The white one had the roof down. Well, the, the, other, the other two had the... No, the Aston was a hard. It was a hard, yeah. but I mean, wait, it was a coupe, it wasn't a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so that mine didn't have the roof down, and I wasn't given the option to take the roof down. Oh, that's a shame. Well, it was a sunny day, I think you said. So the biggest problem I had, which I didn't realise was a problem until I got <laughs> in the Porsche and spoke to the next chap and asked him a question about it. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you what, I was having the conversation I had with the Porsche, the chap, as we were driving out. Sam's you go, story time. You go, you go to the pit lane... You go through the, the paddock and into the pit lane, then you drive out to the track. And as we were going, uh, the chap said, right, so you, it's be exactly the same as the Ferrari. I said, oh, okay. Um, so will, will, the, will the car just randomly select gears for me as I'm driving around then? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, in the Ferrari, like when I was driving it, yeah. it was, I said it, it felt like it was just selecting gears for me. And he's like, oh, no, 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 the Ferrari doesn't do that. I was like, well, there'd be several times when I was going around a corner and just holding it at 50 as i was told to go around one of the corners and it would just shift up on its own without me touching anything right and then sometimes when i was going down into a corner breaking it would just shift down on its own and he's like oh no no definitely shouldn't be doing that there's something wrong with that car then oh brilliant 
Okay, so, so but but when I, when I got out the Ferrari, the instructor said to me, "Yeah, it was all right, but you need to be a bit more aggressive and stuff." And you you know, I've given you a they give you a score out of forty for each one. I got thirty six out of forty for that. Thirty six out of 40. and and he was saying, "Oh," and then as I was getting in, he said to the he was next to the chap that was I was getting in the Porsche with, and he said, "Oh yeah, be all right with this one. He just drives like a Sunday driver." Uh, and I was thinking in my head, I was like, "Well." When I got out of the Porsche, I was like, yeah. well, of course I was then, because the car was just changing gear at free will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was obviously an issue with something in the gearbox or the electronics connected to the gearbox with that one. Yeah, most likely. I, I have to say. But at the same time, I was terrified because it's the first time I'd sat in a, a proper supercar. Yeah, and I was just, the, 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 guy, the guy was very not helpful. and was just like, right, okay, off we go then. I think, again, this is an issue. When I did it, I decided instead of doing... Um, several like you did quite a few cars yeah i limited the number of cars but my partner could then have a go okay and the guy was then very keen on doing the game of scoring her higher than me which i was absolutely fine with i was like yeah that's cool score higher but she wasn't actually happy about that because she's like why am i just what well, i'm she's a good driver she's yeah, into yeah, cars. She, yeah yeah like, so she was a bit annoyed of why is this being set up like, tell me if i'm better than him or not yeah but you don't want to feel like you've been given it but his comments about you know there was sort of comments made of oh yeah well you know you 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 weren't that far, so she she's got a chance. And I'm thinking, well, you told me on six occasions to drift over to let cars pass. Yeah, I had so, that a lot as well. Which is really annoying because you're like, hold on, why am we're all we all paid the same amount of money to be here with these yeah, cars? Yeah, why am I spending half my laps just pootling just, around waiting for people to come past all the time? Yeah, that really frustrated me because I'd understand if they said, right, just so you know, first two laps you're a passing car, so you know while you're getting to everyone else will go past you yeah because they're on their fast laps the first two you can go as fast as you want but if a car comes up you've got to yield yeah yeah and then your last three you get to do that to the to the what would be then the new entrance because there's always people coming on the track yeah and i had no option to see behind me because all the mirrors were set up for the for the other, for the instructor yeah. which is fair because they need to see behind them yeah, but course, i can't but you see can behind have, me at all <laughs> you can have extra mirrors not just turn yeah. all the ones you have to one person yeah. now i I say this is where, again, with the amount of money you pay, and I don't want to completely ever go at them, because I say, I think it's great that we have someone doing it. Oh, of course. But I just think you, sometimes it's the staff, isn't it? And it did seem that some of the staff just really weren't Weren't bothered. interested, yeah, yeah. But it was really fun to drive. And I, despite what he said, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. At seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I was doing at least 90 yeah, most yeah. of the time. But it didn't corner as well as the Porsche. Interesting. It was definitely. I mean, now, hold I think. On. Do you would we say that the reason is because it was in poor condition? Probably. I would because obviously so. we've said the Porsche. If if the cars go, let's say Porsche was best condition. Which was second best condition out of the other two? I'd have to say the Ferrari because it was just the gear. It was just the gearbox. Okay, but well, the gearbox and the Aston was actually. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. the the Aston felt like if you put if you turned into a corner too hard, you might just go straight on. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you're saying the Porsche was cornering better than the Ferrari? Yeah. Whether that would have been different had the Ferrari been nicely set up? Uh, I'm only reason putting that there is just because we don't know. Yeah, and I th feel like if I'd done it the other way around, maybe I'd have a different opinion because I'd have been a bit more confident going into the Ferrari, yeah. which was my intention for the day. It sounds to me that you can have an issue with these Ferrari gearboxes where they do have a similar thing, but they're usually a bit more sporadic. Like They'll just choose gears all over the place. But I Yeah, mine if... didn't really go from... The the gear ranges I was in was second, third, and fourth. I was going to say if it doesn't really do anything but go around a track for five laps in what would yeah. be first, and then in second, third, fourth, and then along those, maybe it's able to just sort of manage itself. And yeah. that's 
it's probably protecting itself from being yeah. blown up. You wouldn't go in. There was the odd occasion when it would select fifth as I was getting towards the end of the straight, but very rarely. Okay. But I didn't get annoyingly for myself. Maybe I was just a bit too nervous driving that fir- the first car. Didn't really get the Ferrari experience that I was hoping. Yeah, which is fair. Like the, the noise, I was expecting to be enveloped by the noise and. Oh, I'm driving a Ferrari. Yeah, and get that, that V8 that, that, howl. That, yeah, yeah, the howl and stuff. I didn't really get. I'd like to do it again and experience it again. What's really sad is if it was a convertible on a sunny day. Why didn't they have the roof down? And because then you would have at least, of, of all things, you'd have got the V8 howl. That's for sure. Yeah, they did have an aerial atom there, which oh, that would have been cool. I could have done. I wasn't massively interested in driving it. Fair, but the people that were driving it were going very quickly. <laughs> I bet they were. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Do you know if it was an early one? I'm not 100% sure. They were definitely knackered, though. They were probably the most knackered of the lot. Yeah. It probably was an early one, because I can't think that it would have been a V8 one or anything like that. So it would have been the... They had the 2-litre Type R engines, supercharged, 300 horsepower. Ah, okay. Really, I mean, that would be an experience, but you'd have to really have your mind set up for it. And if you're with the wrong... In- you've only got to have the wrong instructor on that day. Like someone in you in the car with you who won't yeah. let you really go for it, and it ruins the whole... That, that car is only speed. Yeah, of course. It's not... Oh, well, you know, it's just nice to be in a Ferrari. It's nice to be in an Aston or a Porsche. You know, there's other things you can appreciate. An aerial atom is... Yeah, well, it is what it is. I was kind of glad because it was so hot on Saturday and you had to wear a helmet doing the atom, obviously. Yes. So I was kind of glad I wasn't doing that. I was going to check with you when you were saying about the Ferrari headroom. That was without a helmet. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to wear a helmet in the cars. Yeah. Only in the atom. Um, So we move on to... I'll I'll do my complaint about the last thing before... I think you could probably remember what the the last car was. So the last thing was like a hot lap where you have a you have a driver take you round and show you what a car can actually do that you yes. haven't been doing. Yeah. Um. So when we called up to book it originally, the chap had said, right, obviously, because my voucher basically included the 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 laps and a hot and a hot lap for myself. Sorry, Sam. Let me stop you. You didn't give the Ferrari a Sam score. Oh, I didn't. Uh, that Ferrari. That particular Cause I, Ferrari. Because I, I can't judge it on anything. No, else. no, that just Five. that one. Okay. Because it was it was god it was it was god awful okay. honestly, but only that one. You're not only about that one. I'm not talking yeah. about all Ferraris. So it was five. Nine I would be very keen if Ferrari. I'm going to do a miles. If the Ferrari if Ferrari are listening, if you want to loan me one, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd be very thirty. They can uh, give you one of the whatever they've got. I'm not yeah. bothered. Um. So yeah. So on the phone, the chap had said, "Oh, how about because we called up while we were driving somewhere, so my fiance was speaking." Okay. So yeah. he said, "Oh, how about yourself? Do you want to get involved?" And she was like, "Uh, um, uh." I don't know about driving one. He was like, "Well, you could do, you can do a hot lap, as well. So you, yeah, so, you so you're not wasting the whole day." And she's yep. like, "Oh yeah, great." And he's like, "Well, that's twenty pound extra." And she's like, "Yeah, that's absolutely fine. That sounds great." Yeah. So we booked that before, turned up on the day, and the lady was like, "Right, so if you want to do a hot lap, it's going to be twenty pounds." We tried to explain to her, and she's like, "No, no, you've got one booked on the system here, which is his." And then before she sort of just kept throwing information at us, so we ended up paying an extra twenty pounds for Cap to do it. Okay. Then we got upstairs and had a couple of minutes to ourselves. I think there's very much a pushy culture oh, where yeah. if you're not completely on the ball, you're going to get harassed into doing something. See, fortunately, because... I, sorry, Sam, I don't want to cut across your story. No, no, it's fine. I say, fortunately, because I was in a sales environment for so many years, yeah, when I turned to up it, to yeah. this, A, I could see it while I was at the back of the queue. I was yeah. like, I see what's going on here. Yeah. And B, I don't get... Because the pressure built... And I know what they're like. They, they're building the pressure on you for the insurance for all the extra stuff. Well, I'm sat there thinking, yeah, I... 
I know all your tactics. Yeah. So I'm as cool as you can be. And it confuses them. They're like, why isn't this person sweating? Well, because luckily we booked most of it before, but we were really confused about that. And we thought maybe we've made a mistake. So yeah, we thought, yeah, well, we'll we pay it and yeah. we'll sort it out yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Then we got upstairs and we looked at my voucher and it did include a hot lap. So we went back downstairs, spoke to a different lady. And she was like, she well, you've, you, you've got one booked here. And we said, no, look, you're not listening. This is exactly what the last lady did. We got, we're trying to show you the voucher. Let us show you the voucher. Yep. This is included for me. We yes. already paid for her, which is what's showing on your system. And then all that, all we got from the bloke, there was a bloke that was clearly the, the manager there. Yeah. And he was just stood on his phone behind them all, listening to the conversation, just sort of said, yeah, just give him one. So, we en- so what they ended up writing down was that we could have two hot laps each in the car. Okay. And then, so we, said, and then we said, stuff. well, how about we'd still want the £20 back because we've already paid for it. We yeah. don't give refunds here on the day. You'd have to call up after. Yeah, I had that uh, when I asked about because they can take money. But they they're can't. more than happy to take impossible money. Impossible to give it but back. But it is physically impossible yeah. to give it back. Unlike the, every the, other Honestly, merchant. the email that's been sent was probably about five A4 pages. <laughs> yeah. um, but we did that. <laughs> and then when we got to the end to do this, it wasn't okay. We thought, okay, well, maybe we're going to get four laps. Right. Each okay. person had two laps. Yep. So the car's got to do four laps. Yes. If you like. So we did two laps with both of us in the same car. What? Which, oh, so again, which again is a bit of a con. So you might as well have done... F- so actually what you paid for... What, what you'd actually paid for was about six laps by this time. But yeah. you should have at least got four laps if you were in the same yeah. car. So they two wrote laps two each. times passenger things at two laps. So we, she yeah, should so have two laps in the like, car. Right. I should have two laps in the yeah. car. That would mean the car has to do four laps at that yeah. point. Just because we're in the same car doesn't mean... That the car then has to do less laps. But, do you remember what the car was? Um, I, uh, I sent you a picture. It was red. You did send me a picture because I was quite surprised. I think I was quite surprised that it was red. Do you know what? I was fuming for the whole day waiting for this hot laps <laughs> because the other they had two, it turns out, for the hot laps. Do you know what the other one was? The one we went in was quite good fun. The other car, a BMW. Oh. Right? Yeah. Three... Three, five D. Oh, interesting. Oh yeah, really interesting. Go out in a diesel BMW. Yeah, say, great. Yeah. <laughs> was that what you went out in? No, that was what oh, we well, thought. That's what because I hadn't seen the other one at this point. I thought that's what we were going out in. I said, yeah. well, we'll definitely be complaining about this. Yeah, because it was described as a hot lap in one of the cars. Is what was described to us on the phone. Yeah, three. So it makes D it sound what? like well, you're going to get a hot lap in a Ferrari or in a Porsche. Or you're going to get someone that will drive you around in that car, yeah. showing you what that car can actually yeah, do. Yeah, what its capabilities Not are. a BMW that someone's got on their um, their car. Uh, just their just car what they turned allowance. up in. Yeah. I mean, if, if it was an M5, you could give it an allowance. Because when it came in, I thought, oh, is this, this maybe it's an M3, babe, is what I said to her. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it came past, and I was like, oh, good, it's a diesel. But this wasn't the car you went out in? No. So the one we okay. went out in was actually decent. Red. I still think when I saw the picture, I was surprised that it was red, but maybe... maybe. A... No, I think it's a pretty standard colour for it in okay. red. Four doors? Yeah. Outlandish. Maybe not for a petrol head, but outlandish uh, for... Mercedes? In... No. You need to think... Um... You need to think a more... I don't want to say scummy. Uh. A, a more lower-end brand. Okay. But they've got a nice car. Sorry to any listeners that own this car. I own know. one. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, of course I did see it. Sorry, you went out You went out in a brilliant car. Somewhere. I did, yeah. You went out in a Vauxhall Monaro with the 6-litre... Well, it was LS. a VXR8. Oh, sorry, this was a VX... This, yeah, they, yeah. they branded these yeah, with yeah. VXR8. Sorry, you're right, yeah. Um, with a 6-litre. Now, that 
was epic. I, I, the, I, the guy had that. On, and I'm, when I say on the limit, I mean on the limit. Yeah. We must have been sideways going most of the journey. I mean, if the options were a BMW 335D, which I've driven all sorts of Can you imagine how happy I was when this turned up then, instead? God. I mean, if, if, if people knew that and you were into cars and you saw a 335D pass and a VXR8 and you're like, yeah. oh, what, so I've paid for either or yeah. and you pick. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you now, there's only one I'm going out in. Yeah, if I'd been in the BMW and then saw someone getting in that. Can you imagine you saw they, someone they'd have been. I'll tell you what, they'd have been giving refunds on yeah. the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you got to go out in a VXR8, which that, is brilliant. That was, there, and um, the guy, um, for that track, that guy had that car at the limit. Awesome. At yeah. what, uh, to the extent that I thought when we were going around that massive curve at the beginning, after we'd done the, the straight, yep. after we'd done our first lap, obviously, I genuinely thought, there was a moment where I was like, okay, this car is, uh, in a minute, this car is going to be sideways and we're going to be rolling yeah. because we're going to go sideways and good. we're going to hit that grass and yes. we are going to flip. It, it, to me, scary at that point, I was, because I was sat in the front. I look in the, rear, I look in the passenger mirror and my fiance is just sat in the back with the biggest grin on her face and oh, she got yeah. out and she's like, that was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the same with mine when it was, again, I'll bring But I, I was terrified. Well, you're in the front. Well, I don't know. Maybe you're just a bit more aware it, it, of the it just, it, it, I Well, know. I think it's just because I, I knew that that was the limit of the grip that is available in life. Yeah, that, that's a fair one. Not in a computer game. Yeah. That, that, I, it's difficult to explain unless you were there, but going around that corner there, unbelievable. I was going to say because um, Mercedes will have a skid pan. Yeah. And I remember just being sideways and sideways and side, and it was great fun. And yeah, yeah. My partner was in the back and she was very relaxed. Yeah. So I don't know if it's uh, something to do with women can just go through those experiences a lot more relaxed than men or whether there's just a, I know how close we are to the nearest hedge, as in the capability of the car. Yeah. And maybe she's not so aware of how close we I are. I mean, she, to yeah, she it. was like, yeah, well, that was mad. Like it was insane. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was terrifying, but I loved it. And I was like, I genuinely thought I was going to be in hospital. Yeah, you should have said, "Well, I'll do it on the way home." Then, yeah, <laughs> I only got home. Yeah, get, getting in the Mazda two afterwards yes. wasn't it? <laughs> but no, that that was epic. Um, and the speed we got down the straights and the braking and, and so everything. is that is that a car that you can pick? Or no. Not? Oh, what? I know it's it's all very surreal. I would just say, look, overall, do it. And if you're thinking of getting it for someone as a gift, do it. But make sure that you've got in the back of your head there is going to be an additional expense and it is going to be... Double, yeah. It's, double. it's going to be double what you're paying well, or you're, at least half again what no, you're paying. No, from what you said, from what I have a rough idea of how much my voucher was yeah. that my partner bought me... Then it's double. Then you've spent exactly the same again on all the other stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, okay, the hot lap, extra 20 quid, but it puts you to double. Yeah. So... You've got to be comfortable with the idea. And you've also got to be aware that they are going to try and push you for everything. Yeah. And you need to be on your game and on the ball for checking that you're getting what you've paid for. I just wonder if, I wonder why the business model is like that. Because, okay, they have to pay for all these supercars. I assume some of them are on, you know, finance deals or leases. Like, they're not, realistically, are they buying them outright? Yeah, well, a, a car transporter turned up, because we were there towards the end of the day, a car yeah. transporter turned up, and as soon as the last person finished, they were like, yeah, this one's done, and they were just loading it onto the car transporter. And going to the next. Um, yeah, Kat actually made a good point. She said, where, I wonder where they keep them overnight. And I said, do you know what? I don't know. No, Because so they're not just going to keep them at the track. Yeah. Well, because anyone could just break in and just nick it. 
Yeah, it's a good so point. I'm guessing they're not just kept at the track Maybe. because they were all leaving. There were three car transports there that were just getting loaded up, and then they were just driving off. Yeah, so these, you know, let's be fair to them. There's the cost of keeping them securely. There's the cost. Oh, this of is what I said to her. Work. I said it's expensive. Yeah, there's the cost of the track for the yeah, day. They've got they've got to pay for everything, and they've but, got they do have to make some profit out of but it. But how many people were there? You know, were we talking when you were there? Did you see hundreds of people? I probably saw about a hundred or a hundred and fifty people, but. You've got to remember everybody's got at least one guest with them usually. Some people yeah. had their family with them. But if we assume that 50 people did that, which, how many people were on track with you? Roughly? Oh, it felt like six billion. At yeah, times. I know. When I was on one, um, I felt like six I, billion. I'd say there was probably a maximum of five or six cars at any one time. Whilst you were Supercars, plus the Kia. Yeah. And maybe the Atom. Okay, so seven or eight cars are out at any Oh, one and the time. hot lap. And you have to move out the way of the hot lap driver. He, oh, really? he trumps everyone. So he's like the stick. So no matter where you are on the track, if the hot lap driver appears, you just get moved over. It sounds a lot like the Formula One things, but everyone else is under blue flags. And then there's there's levels of which you're under the next flag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But actually, if you add that up, if there's seven or eight cars at any one time, they're all paying to be there. If you start multiplying that up, you're only there. You said you did about six miles. So that's about yeah, 10 so minutes in each car. Oh, I did 18 miles in total, six miles in each car, yeah. Yeah, so let's say 10 minutes in each car, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Okay. So that means that if each car is doing a 10-minute slot, that means it could do six every hour, but let's assume they don't run it to its maximum. Let's say there's three an hour. Then it would do over the course of, let's say, an eight-hour day. I don't know. Do you know what time you could get there from? I don't, but I was the last person there at, sort of, I think, till five, I okay. imagine. Let's knock it to a, a six-hour day, just to yeah. give them all the... So that would be maybe eleven. Eighteen trips a day with people paying about fifty quid for each one times eight. Sam? Four hundred pounds. Times, fifty times eight times what? Times eight. So times eight oh sorry, fifty and uh, times fifty people. Four hundred times so fifty. So twenty grand. Yeah. So yeah, my brain wasn't working. That's fine. So it's about £20,000 if we're being... I think we're being a bit kind. I think because, we're being very kind there, yeah. Because there's certain things that... Well, we didn't... Well, and also, also they're not paying for the Kia. If people are paying £30 to go on a cycle lap, and a lot of people are doing it, and they really pushed the cycle lap because he says... I bet they did. ...in the briefing, who's got the cycle lap booked? If you haven't, you should definitely do it. It's really worth it, and it'll improve your day. Yeah. And you're only doing two laps in that, and it's a Kia. Yeah. I imagine they own those. Is it? They're not expensive. A Kia Seed? Yeah, Kia Seed, yeah. Was it at least the GT? No, of course it wasn't. No, it was the one they used on Top Gear. It was a rental. (laughs) It was the one they had on Top Gear. It was the reasonably priced car. If they've already paid for them and they've bought them cheap and everything else. I don't know. I'm just starting to think that there's a lot of money going in. I know there's a lot of money to set it up. Speaking to someone who, and it's third-hand information, they knew someone who had tried to do this and gone bankrupt doing it. Brilliant. (laughs) Uh, And there's a quite a few famous people online who are car enthusiasts who have told their story of doing this and it yeah it is very very difficult to turn a profit and make money from it well of course it is but and i understand they have got to try and make a profit out of it otherwise they're not just there just to give everybody no, a course. nice day out it's just there's a way of doing it and i when you worry because the other thing i'm just thinking of you did it on a voucher yeah but not everyone there did that on a voucher oh no some people would just be booking it so i'm wondering if i imagine they do have a high percentage of people that do it through a voucher yeah and so the voucher company's got to make a few quid and all that sort of stuff. But it just seems like there's a lot of money going in for an experience that... And my my comparison is Mercedes World. Yeah, of Which course, was yeah. less money, 
and because they're very bothered about people having a very good time because there's their entire brand is behind it. They're not trying to make any money from this. No. They're well, they want someone to... to go and buy a Mercedes at yeah. the end of it. And, and they? they want, you know, if even if you can't afford one on the day, they want you when you get to the point in life when, you know, possibly that day comes and you think, do you know what? I can actually go out and buy a brand new something special. Yeah, I remember I had a great time at Mercedes. Mercedes. Well, and, and they were Mercedes. really nice yeah, to me yeah, and yeah. actually they let me try this out and they let me go out on the track and this. And Well, they've got, like you said, they've got a skid pan. So as, yeah. o- as automatically going to be better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lots of things. I just think if you are trying to do this for someone who is a car enthusiast and it's their special time, maybe it's a 40th birthday, 30th birthday, I don't know if you can do it at 20. I don't know if there's age No, limits. I think you probably have to be 21, I'd have thought. Yeah. But if it is a special birthday present, Christmas, whatever, to me, I just start to lean to the experience I had there versus the experience I had with the similar thing to what you did. Yeah. And the experience you've just had makes me think, hmm. I, I would air towards. I I probably wouldn't do that again. No, I'd like to drive. I'd like to drive a Ferrari again to compare one that works to one that had been brought from a scrap heap somewhere. But yep. I don't think I'd do it there. I'd look to do it in some other sort of environment, however that would be. But there's not many other options available for that sort of thing. If yeah. we're honest, is there? So no, this is the thing: is that you are quite limited. So I suppose we should be happy that they that it exists yeah and like anything you just got to live with the downsides of it i think actually the bigger downsides that you pointed out are more to do with you can have bad service you can be pushed into things blah 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 if you walk away and you had a great drive in a great car you then you can forget it all yeah but if, if you have if you have a decent drive in a mediocre car even maybe so if you've had a yeah drive in a pretty poor version of the car that's when you're going to go away and feel like i did feel like, well, I'm glad I've done it. And yeah, I had a good time because I was driving and I like driving. Yep. But you are, when, just, someone, when someone says, are you going to write an email and send a complaint? Or they send, or ironically, they send you an email saying, we'd like any feedback, good or bad. Oh, yeah, you click thinking, reply and go, right, okay, yeah. off we go then. Crack your knuckles <laughs> yeah. and get going, yeah. I would do I was going to do that for a sound effect then, but then I've got my damaged hand. So I, oh, yeah, why don't you tell the ladies and gentlemen what you've, uh, what you've been doing to yourself this week, Sam? Oh, is that because you want me to fill for a second? Yes, yeah, so while, <laughs> while I read the notes. So. Yeah, so I've quite badly damaged my the middle finger on my right hand um, through a, an accident at work where I was using a specific type of lawnmower and I got it tangled in something and in my efforts to wrestle it out of it before any disaster occurred, have crushed the knuckle on the middle finger of my right hand and it's as miles will vouch for me quite badly swollen and in a interesting color interesting it's it's looking it's less purple today than it was yesterday this was because you went fishing for for a mower i didn't go fishing well with your hand basically went fishing no no it was on the controls it just got crushed between two handles on the controls i'll admit that because i was looking at our you weren't listening i wasn't listening and you probably probably weren't listening when i told you earlier either no no i got that story but i don't know whether you've just told it yeah i've told the same story all right it just seemed like a very short period of time it's probably because i was desperately trying to find the next segment of our podcast yeah well i i told the ladies and gentlemen less information than i told you because i don't need to necessarily set such a scene for them well, they might, they might want to really know what you've been doing your week. Okay, well, if you really want to know exactly how, then let me know, and I'll take a picture of it. We can put it on the Miles Driven yeah, website, there we go. and I'll do a diagram of where my finger got caught and how it got caught. This is where we need... Um... Interestingly, when this, just quickly, when this one's released, I think we will upload a few pictures and maybe a video or two onto the Facebook page. 
Yeah, we can of do. the cars. I don't think there's any oh, yeah, issues 100%. there, is there? No, no, there's not. There's nothing. No, so no I, if Miles lets me know what date this is coming out, if he gives me a heads up the day before, I'll get a post ready um, for for everybody to have a look at. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And and also they can sort of see your nine eleven turbo. Yes. Yeah, and you'll and see how how turboy it looks. Yeah, how, how amazingly turbo <laughs> yeah. it definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, next segment we're going to do is... I'd just like to apologise to everyone for the hour that I've taken to describe my Saturday. (laughs) Well, before we move on to what I imagine is now the last segment of the podcast. I would have thought if you just described your average Saturday, they probably would be more upset if you'd spent an hour of our podcast I don't know, my average Saturday is a pretty... uh... No, let's not. (laughs) Let's let's do your segment. Recession-proof cars, Sam. There's a lot of people out there at the moment that are either that either own a car or are looking for a car because they're worried that what's going to happen over the next year or two could end up in if it's not a recession it could just be a downturn and they want to have a car that will keep will get them through it and at the end of it a well it's not going to cost them that much money to own okay and at the end they can sort of sell and not have lost all their money because you could go out right now and buy yourself a cheap V8 I mean, you probably couldn't actually because the price yeah. is so high. Everything. But then you. But I'll tell you are... what, a, uh, a nice 2010 1.8 SRI Vauxhall Astra. Are you trying to flog your with own car on our podcast? With, with almost 111,111 miles on it. Right. I think would be, well, and sometimes a questionable oil light that comes on because there's a problem with this oil level sensor. Excellent. No problem with the oil level though. Yeah. Just the sensor. Yeah. So you just ignore the light and check the oil level as you normally would. I think it's a perfectly good purchase. Only, I'll, I'll give you a miles-driven discount and only ask for £2,500. So the price... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So he's That's charging only more, £750 more than I bought it for. It. But I've changed the cam belt, had the sprockets done. You have? So I've had some extra engine work that's not usual done. Yep. I've put two new tyres on the front of that. You have. And we changed the rear brakes ourselves. We did. And they do still work. Magnificently so. So they I, even got I through think, an MOT. I think recession-proof car. Bargain. There we go. Okay. So thanks for listening to this episode yeah, of Miles Driven. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we do it for different budgets, and I think you've basically covered off our really cheap budget. You're basically telling everyone to buy an Astra. Well, they're not bad. I mean, they're I, not. you're going to get 35, 36 MPG-ish. I filled up this morning, so I can tell you it costs about £75 to fill up. My concern... Currently, with the current astronomically extortionate fuel prices. Yeah, which I think is something for another podcast. Uh, it's definitely something for another podcast, yeah. Miles. We've done an hour already. Yes. No, what I was going to say is that the only issue with your suggestion is the money you've spent. So Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily something... have to spend that every time. That's just because I bought one that hadn't had the cam belt and no proof if it had been done, so we did it to be sure. That's For all true. we know, we changed the Campbell. They've been changed a week miles, ago. Yeah. Um, my suggestion would probably be: I would. I know a lot of people would think I would suggest something like a Golf or a Skoda or a Seat, anything in the VW group. Well, because nobody is expecting you to suggest that. No, everyone no. is expecting I, you to I, say, "Right, well, I have found. <laughs> I have found for eighteen hundred pounds, you can buy a Panzer tank." Yes. <laughs> and and you've only got to collect it. Yeah, from Germany. Yes. <laughs> And and most of it is there, apart from the tracks. Yeah, and the turret. Yeah, no, <laughs> and what, the key. What I was going to say is, those cars. I know a lot of people get a bit addicted to German cars because they feel very well built, and the residual values are generally quite strong. And that tempts people to say, "Oh, that's what I'll buy. I'll 
spend, say, a little bit more money than I would have done for a Ford or a Vauxhall or whatever else to buy a used Volkswagen. My constant fear is when people tell me, oh, I've bought a 10, 12-year-old, you know, Audi, Volkswagen, Skoda, say, out all yeah, the, yeah. is the maintenance bill. that They are well-engineered, but when something goes wrong, it generally is not cheap. No, when something fair. goes wrong and something I've owned, I can't think of how many of that particular well, brand. I'm not surprised if you're trying to remember the amount of cars you've owned. No. Well, just, just the, the VW group. And there's always been just something that needed fixing. Now, after it, did it still feel like a great solid car? Yes, it did. But did I pay for it? Yes, I did. And what I should have done was buy, uh, it's a, such a cliche to just say. Don't tell have. people to buy a BMW. No, no, don't worry. I was going to say, you should buy a Japanese car. I was, I was going to say, you're going to go down the Toyota, yeah. Honda. And the only other route. car I would actually, and I know you'll sort of laugh, but I bought years ago a cheap Renault with a diesel engine. Uh, we've covered this before. Yes, we have. But and yes, you I have. Spent... Let's remind everyone of your heroic time. No, the no. only time you've done well in your automotive life. I bought it and sold it for the same amount of money and I spent no money. No, no. Money. You, I you sold it fifty fifty pound more, but I did in the end give a hundred pound back because of a problem. Yeah, but and to be fair, you only sold it for more because you'd actually put a, you'd done a couple of I'd done the MOT. tires and the MOT yeah. and stuff. On I it, think so. I'd spent in in eighteen months and twenty odd thousand miles. I spent just shy of two hundred pounds on maintenance, and made fifty quid at the end of it. Yeah, well, if is... if I hadn't given a hundred pound back, because I was just being fair to the guy, he had a minor issue, but I'd rather. You know, yeah, I, I and in, fair, know in fairness, said minor issue wasn't actually anything to do with you. No, it was just a case of. But you know, you were just and... being nice. You, they yeah. caught you on a good day. Usually, you giving anybody a hundred pounds, <laughs> regardless of the circumstances, yeah. is just nothing short of miraculous. So the next bracket, if we look to sort of, if you've got a budget up to say seven and a half thousand pounds, you can look because you'll get much newer in the the sort of Volkswagen group of cars. You can look at them, but I wouldn't go for anything with a lot of spec. And what I mean by that is if you're going for a Golf, just get the run-of-the-mill Golf with a full service history. Don't think, yeah. well, what? I can stretch to go to the next Golf up, but the ones I've found are a little bit tired. They've missed a service here and there. The point of doing this, if you just get in your head, if you're buying it because you're worried about the economy, you're worried about recessions and whatever else, just get something that you know has been serviced. Maybe it's not that special, but you'll come out the other end of it. And unlike, unfortunately... Uh, a lot of Japanese cars they hold their money well but they do still depreciate yeah whereas no, Volkswagens fair. have this odd thing of people want them when they're new people want them when they're 5 years old people want them when they're 10 years old people want them when they're 50 years old but nobody wants them in the intermediate periods <laughs> no so this, you, if, as long as you hold on to it you'll always be able to sell it yeah I had a Golf GTI years ago bought it did a bit of work on it the blue one the blue one yeah and then sold it and I sold it pretty much straight away and I think I sold it for a couple of hundred pounds more than I bought it for mm -hmm. but I'd spent a couple of hundred pounds but I came out of it absolutely fine now it wasn't the best car it still needed no, stuff it really wasn't. It. but the guy was happy to buy it because it's a Golf GTI yeah well, you've never conned anybody that's buying one of your cars no no because why would you well, well why would a you lot put? of people would yeah um, <laughs> as we've discussed previously so in that bracket and my pick would be a Seat Leon because my partner's had a Seat Leon and because I used to work at a dealer group that had Seat Leons and underneath pretty much you've got the Golf but you also have a little bit, it just looks a little bit different on the road. 
Yeah. And if you've got a little bit of knowledge for mechanics, you can just do all the Volkswagen repairs because there's huge Volkswagen groups and forums and they'll, they'll, most people are happy to either do a guide online or to actually message people and talk them through things. Yeah, we've done a few things on that. Yeah, and we have. None of them have been... Well, we always usually make things a little bit more difficult for ourselves than they should be, but they've yeah. not been overly strenuous. And we, neither of us are professing to be mechanics. No. Next one up, and it's an odd pick, but if you've got, say, £10,000 and you're like, I just want something that's got a warranty. And... Are we going to go up in £2,500 increments? No, I'm saying basically <laughs> ten grand and onwards. Oh, okay. Cool, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give a twenty grand and onwards. But yeah, because yeah. the whole point of doing this... <laughs> I was really concerned we were going up to, like, taken money. Yes, <laughs> every £2,500. I was just going to give Cat a call and say, look, I don't think I'm going to be home, gonna be home tonight. tonight love. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just see you after work tomorrow. Um, it's, a, it's a Toyota Auris. They've gone up quite a lot in money, quite quite a lot in their asking prices over the last year. But I think they're still around that ten, maybe eleven grand mark. Yeah. But no one, no one wanted them, and the no, Corolla's come out since, and everyone's forgotten they exist. You've got a hybrid engine which has been proving itself in Priuses to do half a million miles with a taxi driver, so you'll be fine. But you can get ones that are still in warranty, and Toyota have this relaxed thing where if you service with them. You, oh, they give okay. you a warranty each year. Now, I'm not 100% sure if the Aorises would still fit in it. As, but as long as they have Toyota history, don't hold me to it, but I believe they would. Yeah. But the key thing is, I think they have a five-year warranty anyway. So you buy one that's three years old, say 10, 11, even if it's got a bit of mileage on it, you've got two years warranty. Hold yeah. on for two years, and you should be able to sell it with minimal maintenance. Yeah, well, I think when you're going down this route, you have to get rid of the stigma that everybody has at a certain point of their life as, well, I don't want that because it's not cool. Yeah, you just because have to... if you're buying it for this reason, you're buying a car. Yeah, you want to enjoy yourself while you're driving, but you're not buying a car for the driving experience. You're buying a car to get you from A to B. Yeah, but you want to sort of not have a horrible time while you're doing it. Yeah, so and you, you don't want, want the interior the to be okay. Yeah, but you're not fussed about taking a corner at the exact right angle and feathering the the car through it. Exactly. Well, you might be, but you're not going to achieve that in an hour. Uh, well, no, but you can push it. I'll tell you what, you could push an Auris on the road a lot more than you could push most fast things. And well, you could push fun. it. You could push it nearly as much as I could push my 911 Turbo with my superior handling skills. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, finally, twenty thousand and up. This is where I get. Well, Hyundai i30n. Yeah. See, the problem is for me, I get. <laughs> thing is, yeah, because you could buy anything at that. Point. Yeah, and I start getting silly suggestions because I just say buy a Range Rover Sport, and you'll have a million bills with it, and it will lose a load of money, but you'll have a great time. But if it's recession proof, or if you're trying to say keep the monthly costs, or the depending on how you're going to. Would you fund say a it, hybrid of some sort? I would probably say I would. So I wouldn't want to go for anything that's too. If it, if you were going for a hybrid, I wouldn't want to go for anything that's not proven itself already. If, yeah. the, if the only goal is to save money, solely because if you're buying one, let's say you buy one five years old. Now, when I suggested an Auris a minute ago, the powertrain is the same thing that's been in the Prius for a decade before. So I can sort of, I know, unless you get a bad one, yeah, I'm not giving bad <laughs> but advice But what about there. something like a Nissan Leaf? So the only problem with a Leaf is that you'll have something, at 20 grand you'll have quite a nice one. Yeah. But there will be some battery degradation. Yeah, of course. And I mean, the, the chap that I I know that owns one, he does about a, just under a 40-mile round trip, but he charges his most days. Yeah. And so the, the concern would be you suggest it to someone, they have a look online, and they find something that is, say, I don't know, it's got 180 miles of claimed range, 
yeah, and when they reality, drive it they yes. get 100 yeah. or 120 because and we're not saying that it's because they'll all be bad it's just that if you buy one that's had a degraded battery well it's like anything you know you're not going to buy a second hand phone and the battery be working exactly how it did before exactly unless you buy one that's sort of got all the guarantees that come with it because someone said oh, i bought it put it back in the box and didn't use it yeah of course you know yeah um difficult to do out with the car though put it's it in pretty the garage, in the garage. Never, never use it. <laughs> it's just a big box <laughs> so past twenty thousand, i think it is a bit world your oyster a little bit yeah but i would still stick with the same advice i wouldn't and i know it's, it's difficult for me to say especially on our podcast where we like to talk about enthusiast stuff but i wouldn't go for overly exciting models no of course not because they're always going to go they're always going to go up and down and in the current market if things continue how things are they're more than likely going to go down yeah because people aren't going to want them yeah i mean an example would be i had a bmw years ago that would that remained desirable for the whole time i owned it even though i, don't, I can't remember the exact years but things were shaky at the time but the reason it retained its money is because it was desirable when i bought it but it wasn't the it wasn't an m3 yeah so it wasn't one where people think oh i'd really like one of those but that one might you know oh it could i i need three thousand in the bank just in case which is the advice you get a lot of the time (laughs) of these is i'll buy one but have thousands ready just in case it's like that that's not the point of what we're talking about no definitely not but if you bought my big pick actually I know some people go, oh, why are you suggesting that? And it's not something I would usually suggest is a diesel in something that's, say, 2015 to 2018, because they were still very popular. You hadn't had. Yeah, and they're not very diesel No, they're not. A lot of them are common rail. Um, yeah. Even the Volkswagen group, they've got rid of a lot of the clatter. You'll get huge MPG. You'll get sort of high. I don't know any hybrids of that time that aren't a plug in that would yeah. get better fuel economy and a plug-in will only do it is if you are plugging in constantly and doing short trips so you'll get great fuel economy and you can have something that is actually quite nice you probably get yourself into a really nice five series yeah but that will lose a lot of money yeah so that's the other side of it you need to go for something that i think if you want to do it you've got to go down the lower end of the spectrum really because then yeah never want to say that people aren't going to be bothered if they lose money but you've spent less so if anything did go drastically wrong yeah, and you lost most of your money on it. It's not as much. Like you don't want to take a risk with something that's ten, fifteen grand, and then it lose a load of depre- depre- uh, appreci- uh, value. Sorry, yeah. you don't want it to depreciate so much that it loses half its value. It's only worth yeah. six or seven grand. We almost lost. We almost lost you for a second there, Sam. Yeah, you me? did. Yeah, got really <laughs> lost in a, in a sentence there, didn't I? But yeah, I'd, I'd go for something. I'd probably say, oh, it's so boring, but I'd say like a two-litre diesel in the sort of Volkswagen Audi group with what, either one of their warranties or not. I'd still like uh, something like a Lexus. Yeah, no, if you could get a £20,000 Lexus, the only problem is I'm trying to keep the residual value high. And Lexuses hold their money quite well because there aren't that many of them. But on these years, you're going to be looking like the saloon variants with a hybrid engine. And I just don't know in two years what the demand is going to be like yeah of course especially if everyone just keeps buying suvs 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 that will possibly work in your favor because you'll have something that isn't yeah. an suv and people are like oh great it's not an suv or no one will want it yeah exactly <laughs> if everybody's gone over to the suvs and then no one's going to want the car that you've got but cool so <laughs> some <laughs> advice <laughs> i thought you were going to say something extra there sam i know i thought away from i thought i was and then i thought well there isn't actually anything to add no um that i think is our podcast this week sam as i say i i will endeavor to get 
some video out for this one um, that you can check out. But if I don't, then I'm using the excuse of um, getting married. Okay. Just the big the big question on everyone's lips is yeah. that now they know you're filming this and we're filming the end of the podcast, are you going to wave at the camera as you say goodbye? I'll wave it, yeah. I probably have already cut it off, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, Because I only wanted to put a short clip of us online so oh, that okay. people can sort of get a taste of what the podcast is and then go and find the podcast. Well, I'll tell you what you could have. You could put a separate video of us just waving at cameras. <laughs> yes. That, that seems like something like the 100th episode. Yeah. Just, Hi, uh, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me and Sam waving yeah. at cameras, saying bye-bye, saying hello. <laughs> you can't see us. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> goodbye. Is there anything else you want to um, do for this one, Sam? You've done your um, supercars. I don't think so. I would like to apologise if anybody has got a bit fed up with my Saturday adventure story because it was probably 75% of the podcast, if not more. I think it was quite interesting, actually. I enjoyed it. Oh, I hope so. Whether anyone else did, I don't know. I mean, but... I enjoyed it, but I was there. So I was just yeah, recounting what I that's did. That's true. So. We should we'll just give the scores again. You didn't have a high one for the Ferrari. You no, put, the, Fer the Ferrari we'll just put in the bin straight away. It's... You put the Aston. So if you did a, what's it, a keep, uh, crush, uh, cash, there's a game you can play, keep, crush. So well, crush one the car you've got to crush it, one car you've got to keep it forever, and the other one you sell it. Uh, you get these sell, three cars. Sell the Aston, just because it had a couple of niggly issues. But I feel like there's But if of... you sold the Porsche, you could fix the issues. True. But I, like I said, I think the Porsche should be a better everyday car. I yeah. think I think it does more. The Aston has more that you'd want. Yeah. But the Porsche does more overall in a higher way. I so think the Aston would the... be really good at certain things at certain times, but the Porsche will do more things all the time at a higher standard. I was gonna say by the huge sale sales figures that Porsche get, I would suggest that you're probably preaching to a choir of people. Well, exactly. Yeah. But I mean it's an Aston, so you Oh, this is but no, trouble. sell it because I I feel like even though that car had been ragged and ragged and ragged and ragged, and that's why it probably had the issues it had, it had the issues. Right. So it's something okay. that will come up. And if everyday driving, you're not just driving on nice motorways in France to the south of France, you are driving, you know, through the Peak District, through Yorkshire, through London, through Devon. I've just named a lot of nice places. I was going to say. But, you know, <laughs> you, you're more talented. You, know, you could be driving through London, Birmingham, Cardiff, yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. You could be driving through all these sorts of places that aren't necessarily going to have the best maintained roads. So you might be getting more knocks on the suspension that's point, if yeah, that suspension's point. weak, which I'm not saying it is, but that's what broke on that car. And tracks are generally quite smooth. That track was very smooth. It had one bit where you were coming off of a certain type of surface onto the main straight through a part of the track that wasn't supposed to link. That okay. had a slight a slight ridge, if you like. Yeah. As you went across. But not enough to, to give the damage that was on that Aston. So yeah, we'll crush the Ferrari because it was an absolute bag of bolts. We'll sell the Aston and hopefully we'll sell it for something decent. Yeah. And we'll put a bit of money into, I don't know, taking the turbo badges off the Porsche. Yes. <laughs> and, and we'll keep that. As a question, if all those cars were in pristine condition, would it change your answer? Only if I thought I could get more money for the Ferrari than the Aston. Um, you probably because basically, can't. if you're if you're selling something or crushing it, either way, you're losing it. Yes. So exactly. you just sell the higher value ticket item. So either way, I would always keep... keep the Porsche. I think uh, I just think okay. it, I think it's a more that's what I was getting more to. Car, I was yeah. wondering if if the Ferrari had been perfect, whether you'd have lean towards keeping no, that or no the yes. ferrari would always go no matter what a, so, fer a ferrari is good for a track day you're not going to drive a ferrari every day 
Well, you won't. No, I won't, because I won't fit in it. But yeah, so I won't either. No. So uh, it's just, they're not practical. They're a bit too wide. They're a bit too low. As much as they're all very low cars, the Ferrari just seems like if you do scrape anything, you are going to break it quite badly. Okay. Well, that's just fair personal enough. opinions, yeah. obviously. I mean, people might disagree. Well, I suppose the thing is, if you're having the Ferrari, possibly people will just keep them in the garage and they take it out and they do a few thousand miles a year in it. Yeah, which Aston, is fine. It'd be lovely for a Sunday drive. Yeah. Aston, maybe people keep it in the garage and they do big, long drives. They do much higher mileage yeah. in it, but in long, you know, short, short bursts of yeah, we're going yeah. away to the south of France, we're going to go to Scotland. Yeah. And they do that and they rack up a lot of miles over the course of a year, but in very short periods of time. You see, Porsche, a, you see a lot of businessmen driving Porsches every day. Just every day. Just whether it's around a city, whether it's going, a, you know, commuting somewhere, Porsche is the one to go to. Yeah. So I suppose that sort of backs up. So your, I've uh, inadvertently story. made the correct choices. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a good podcast, Sam. I quite like that. Good. Anything to say? Any last adding from you? Uh, ah, I had an apology, which I was going to start the podcast okay. with, but I thought you were filming the start of the podcast, so I didn't. So I would like Don't to... Worry, s- I'm going to film this. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. So I shall start the podcast as I was going to start it, which was welcome to another episode of The Miles Driven, where today we need to start with an apology. Okay. Now, you will have remembered last week that I said that I was going to learn a sentence to say in Polish because you said that Poland's where we had most of our listeners No, no, from. it was the uh, third or fourth highest. Our third or fourth highest, yeah. okay. They're, but they're the highest non... English-speaking country. Right. Yeah. However, it's taking me a little bit longer to get the language mastered than I thought, <laughs> <laughs> having also been quite busy. So I would like to plea for an extra couple of episodes, but we'll do it within the next five. The next five. So, b- Which gives me about 50th. two weeks. Yeah, Maybe I'll do it for the 50th. Okay. Maybe that's fair. People in Poland are holding on to their seats, mate. You've got them... Well, it keeps the listeners for an extra couple yes, of weeks. Yeah, you're just trying to hold on to them, yeah. I like, yeah, I like that, the tactic. It yeah. is still coming, and the 50th episode is what we'll aim for now. So 100%, if not, then Miles can fire me and find a new co-host. Do you know what? That would be... Um... More challenging than I think I'd... Uh... Oh, that's probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Know, Let's was, end it there. I was having to hold <laughs> Cheers, guys. Back see you next week. Yeah, I was to hold myself back <laughs> and saying something really nice. But no... Uh... Yeah, no, it'd be gutting to have you off the podcast, mate. There you go, there's something nice All right, well, let's, you know, let's not act like it's happening. No, no, exactly that. <laughs> uh, meantime, Sam doesn't know I've got a replacement outside. Yeah, so I've just <laughs> yeah, had coming this in. This is his last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Cheers, guys.